You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 93. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. Once again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. Hi, pet business owners. I have had a lot of you request more episodes that contain coaching sessions with pet business owners who are struggling with issues that you're also struggling with. And so that's what I have for you today and for some upcoming podcast episodes. And I want to personally thank the pet business owners who have allowed me to record their sessions for this podcast. They are doing it, of course, to get help for themselves, but also to be of service to you listeners, and I'm really grateful for that service. If you are interested in receiving a coaching session in exchange for it being recorded for the podcast, and I welcome it, I'd love to work with you, Email my assistant at admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. Again, that's admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. You can write down a few sentences about your situation, your business issue, your question. And if I think it'll be a good fit for the podcast, I will reach out to you. And you can also find that email link on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. That's the number 93. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. So today's coaching session is with Susan. She is a pet sitter and a dog walker from Delaware, and she's struggling with what a lot of pet business owners struggle with, which is the compulsion to overwork. And because of that compulsion, she feels exhausted a lot of the time. She has a really hard time allowing herself to simply rest. I've worked with a lot of pet business owners on this issue. And when I do, I often put my life coach hat on rather than my business coach hat because this compulsion to work often has deeper issues than simply stopping. If Susan could stop, she would. If you could stop, you would, right? But when there's a compulsion, there's something much deeper that needs to be addressed in order to begin to step away from overworking 
and instead step into creating a healthy work-life balance. In Susan's case, that deeper issue did not want to come fully to the surface in the time that we had together. But in our work in this session, the unraveling of that compulsion began and will be continued by Susan herself. Or if she chooses to work with me again, it'll be continued in another coaching session. When I'm coaching pet business owners on the deeper underlying issues that are at the root of their business and life challenges, I sometimes use non-traditional methods in order to begin to untangle the subconscious beliefs and feelings that are running the show. And often these are not previously aware of. The pet business owners had no idea that they were there. But when they become aware, the coaching client can then begin to deal with things at a logical level. And in this case, I used a tool called Active Imagination. It was developed by Carl Jung, who was a Swiss psychoanalyst, and he found that this method worked really well when other ways of working with people didn't. I've created my own style of using Active Imagination with my coaching clients, but I want to go over the basics before you listen to my work with Susan today. So she had read about active imagination in my book, How to Recover from Pet Business Burnout. And she specifically reached out to me asking if she could do a session using active imagination in order to get to the root of her compulsion to overwork. Here are the basics of active imagination so that you can get a sense for this process before you listen in on Susan's session. And I'm going to cover this as if you are getting ready to do a session yourself using active imagination. So the first step is that you get still and quiet. You do whatever you need to do to get to a place of calm, perhaps meditating for a few minutes or simply doing deep breathing for a little while. Next, you want to imagine yourself somewhere in your mind's eye where you can have a conversation with your challenge or your business issue. You then call in whatever issue or challenge you're most grappling with that you haven't been able to solve on your own. So what do I mean by call in? If you are struggling with overworking, for example, you might say, I'd like to have a conversation with you, compulsion to overwork. Please come here. And then you want to sit quietly in your mind's eye and wait for whatever you called in to show up. It may take a few minutes, so have patience. If nothing happens after a few minutes, ask again for it to show up. When it does show up, it's usually the first thing that appears. So, Whatever shows up, don't second-guess yourself when it appears. Don't judge it. Don't judge yourself for whatever shows up. Allow it to be whatever it is. It has a message for you, a gift, and perhaps some healing. What shows up may be a color, a figure, an image. It may be something that seems really strange to you. Next, you want to have a conversation with it. And I realize this may sound strange, right? But you can ask it for guidance. You can ask it what it has to teach you. Whatever you feel inspired to ask, keep your question 
short, and then listen. When your conversation is complete, get out your journal and write about it. Often, active imagination is like a dream, and if you don't write it down, you may forget what you learned. It's like clouds in the sky, the wispy clouds that, you know, when you blink, they may even be gone. Some people can do active imagination on their own really easily. Susan had tried to do active imagination with no success, so she reached out to me to have me guide her in the process. And if you've heard other coaching sessions with me or if you've worked with me, you know that my coaching sessions are usually very logical and very different from this one. But some sessions, as I mentioned earlier, require going beyond the logical. If you're a pet business owner who is struggling with something that you haven't been able to solve, no matter how hard you tried, I'm happy to do an active imagination session with you at no cost for a future episode of the podcast, or if you'd prefer, a private session that you'll pay for that will not be recorded. And you'll find a link to my coaching page on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. And again, if you're interested in having a coaching session with me on the podcast, you'll find the email link to that as well. Susan was very brave to allow this vulnerable session to be recorded. And because of her vulnerability, I really want to encourage you to listen to this session with an open mind and an open heart. And now we're going to go to Susan's active imagination session. Hello, Susan. Hello, Kristen. (laughs) So Hi. nice to talk to you in person. I know. As to the Facebook following. Exactly. So. It's so, so sweet to see you. I'm really happy to be with you today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. I'm so, so glad. It just showed up at the right time. I happened to be looking at my uh, Facebook, which I try not to do too much of. It was before mm-hmm. I was leaving my house to go stay overnight at somebody's house. And, mm-hmm. and I had enough time to chat with you and take the opportunity. So wonderful. I'm glad you reached out. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I do know a little bit about your business, but I'd love to hear in your own words, because I know a little bit from social media and things like that, but I'd love to hear in your own voice, just a little bit about your business. So I can kind of get a sense of what your business is, how long you've had it, where you're located, things like that. Okay. Well, um, it's called Susan Sits Pets. I started in May of 2018, so a little bit over three years, including the uh, wonderful pandemic gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too. Uh-huh. And um, I had decided to start this after 30 years in financial services. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with project management and risk management and being in the office cubicle all the time. And Hey, you know, it's, uh, you know, a different, different flavor of what's going on today is important. And then tomorrow you're told that what you're doing, oh yeah, you know, all that stuff we told you was so great. Yeah. Now we're doing different things now. So it just got really tiring. So I wanted to do something different and try something on my own. So, Mm -hmm. um, discussed the opportunity with my husband and decided that, you know, I have this love of animals, um, a lot of knowledge. I've had different animals. I've also always been just 
like sort of a, a, a student and a learner. Um, like with my own dog, somebody, you know, gets an illness and I was like looking it up, getting a book, making a custom diet, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then also having been in the Wilmington, Delaware area for 20 years, um, a little less than that at the time um, from uh, moving down here with my husband when we got married, I also had a very strong network of, um, you know, other like-minded people, animal lovers, the veterinarians, groomers, you know, and it's, it's a very interesting area. Um, we say it's two degrees of separation. So, it, you know, invariably you, you, you talk to somebody and you get to know them for a little while, you have at least two other connections with them for that too. So, um, so, um, started doing that full-time, like I said, in May of 2018, had a really successful first full year in business. Um, Mm -hmm. Then um, started looking at bringing in a couple of other people very, very part-time to help me out. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple people uh, came and went, just, you know, different things that they had going on in their lives. And again, it was a very part-time role since the business was fairly new. Um, I was still having to do the majority of the work, not in a position to, you know, just step all the way back and just give everything to other people. Um, With the pandemic, there was a lot of stress with that too, where you're like, oh, everything's evaporating, everything you worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, it was was surprising once things opened again last summer. I started picking up. I had still steady business, was able to help out some other pet sitters who didn't have any. So again, networked with them and we we kind of co-opt in a way from that too. Um, and then when this year started getting busy again, I kind of was like, you know what? I kind of liked having that free time because I had been running seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And then this summer it just exploded again here, you know, mm-hmm. so really the biggest month I ever had in my business was June of this year, but it was seven days a week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all day long, you know, if you were home, it was for an hour and a half to mm-hmm. <laughs> take yeah. a shower. Exactly. Uh-huh. So yeah, so then um, why I had reached out to you on this was now, I had, you know, having discussed with my husband, it, it's funny, I'm like, you know, I don't think I want the empire with pet sitting that I wanted initially too. So what does the empire look like? Like when you thought about perhaps initially creating an empire, what did an empire look like for you? I'm curious. Oh, six figures. Uh Okay. Yeah. Uh That's there too. Um, Uh You know, having um, more, the other people on the ground doing the actual work, Mm-hmm. Um, still maintaining some of a little of that myself, because just from my corporate customer service experience and other roles, still doing some of the work helps you understand and uh, stay in touch with how your clients are feeling and understanding your clients. Yeah. And also how your team is feeling, you know, mm-hmm. how they're dealing with things for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really saw myself more as being like the manager and the administrative role. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that stuff. I know a yeah. lot of people hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So it's just something where it's like, I could, I could do the air traffic control uh-huh. and just and make everybody happy, you know, yes. the clients, the pets and by matching people up and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that type of thing too. And, you know, having everything run smoothly because that's the OCD part. <laughs> uh-huh. And it serves you well in your business, I would imagine. Yeah. And yeah. probably also makes you a little crazy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. running a business, there's no way to have it run 
smoothly all the time, no matter how diligent you are, Mm -hmm. things happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like whack-a-mole sometimes where you're, you know, fixing something and then over here, something else is needing your attention. Okay. So you decided because of what I'm hearing you say is as a result of the pandemic, it really gave you an opportunity to have time and space for yourself. Mm-hmm. to really come back to yourself. What else did you discover during that time? Like, were there hobbies that you realized you enjoyed, people you enjoyed connecting with? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that experience. Um, it was it was interesting. I've always been sort of artsy craftsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been um, dabbling in watercolor. I had been doing, you know, other artwork before, not a lot of what you consider like that flat work, like on paper, two-dimensional type things from that too. And I had been desperately trying to carve out time to work on that before the pandemic. And then when um, that happened, then I'm at home, there's nothing I can do. Um, Also part of the OCD thing is, is that if there's a really bad situation going on. Mm-hmm. If there's something you can control, it makes you feel better. <laughs> that's yeah, how that's I deal right. with the anxiety too. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, at least I'm being productive. There's only so much house cleaning and cooking and sticking things in the freezer for, you know, the mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse that you yes, can do. <laughs> exactly. It's true. <laughs> so I started yeah. painting and I came up Aww. with an idea. I'm like, huh, I don't know if I'm really good enough at this or not, but I've taken all of these great photos of my pet sitting clients, pets. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can't pull some out, transfer Aww. them to paper, paint them and see and go, oh, you know what? That's not terrible. And then I was uh-huh. emailing my clients going, hi, I miss Milo and Matilda. Look, I painted a picture of them. Would you like, would you like to buy it? <laughs> that <laughs> so, is so smart. So <laughs> actually May of last year, again, it wasn't a huge amount of money, yeah. but last May of 2020, I made more money selling paintings than I did pet sittings. Wow. <laughs> impressive. I love it. Turning, you know, lemons into lemonade here. And and there was also definitely a, you know, a progression in Uh like having that dedicated time. um, Yeah. You probably saw yourself getting better. Yeah. 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 But also like, I also know one of those things too. I just love exploring different things too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's fun. I'd like to get back to it. I haven't touched a paintbrush Mm -hmm. since April 1st of this year. Can't have even looked at There's dust on the drawing table. It's on that side over there. Uh (laughs) Yes. Yes. But um, yeah, just, you know, some more time to explore other things, try mm-hmm. other things, um, you know, get back to doing that as well. Um, you know, also, I, I had mentioned too, you know, taking a look with my husband at the finances and it's like, I don't have to have um, an empire for financial mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of that, I think was um, also, it's like, if you're going to quit, 30 years of a corporate job, um, it's like feeling like you almost have to get back there on your own to just prove that it was a good idea to just walk away from that, you know, so where you're like, you know what, I've had it with you guys Uh (laughs) personally, but the whole situation and it's like, look, I'm doing great. I'm not just a pet sitter, like, Uh or, you know, I just, oh, you know, she left her project management job to like walk dogs and scoop cat litter, right? You right. know, no, yeah. no, that's not. It. <laughs> it's so, not. And so yeah. what I'm hearing you say too, Susan, is you are coming to terms with 
what you want for your business rather than perhaps what you felt like you you should create. It's like yes. wanting what you want to create versus what you should create. And the pandemic helped you get in touch with your wants, including mm-hmm. the want of, I want to paint. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell me a little bit about what you want now. What is going forward in your business? Like if you could have anything, what would that look like for you? Um, a core group of clients that um, are, you know, booking regular vacations with regular advance notice mm-hmm. <laughs> for that too. Not very far from my home. So like not huge drive time between visits for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I do understand also that that is seasonal, although it's interesting because I do have a lot of clients who are either, uh, on the verge of being empty nesters or are retired. So mm-hmm. they're traveling all times of the year, mm-hmm. um, for that too. But again, your, your, um, your, your big periods for that are obviously the, the you know, the holidays and the mm-hmm. summer vacation season for that too. And I don't mind having, uh, you know, a very limited number of that sort of midday dog walking clients. Mm-hmm. That was, that was really the core for the pandemic. I had mm-hmm. a couple of, a couple of them who still were working from home and with their dogs in the yard and I put my own leash mm-hmm. and take them and then bring them back where, and, and, um, you know, that's, that's good. And having that there, um, I think you had pointed this out in several of your books where you're like, man, I'm so tired of walking dogs, but like, it really is your, you know, kind of that, that foundation level of what your income is all the time too. So like, I'm not ready to, yeah, I'm not ready to um, necessarily give that up Mm -hmm. entirely either, but it's like, I would like to, um, you know, just kind of, you know, have it be a little bit more, you know, again, where it's very much you know, customized to that. And it's these clients mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of, kind of keep that there. And, and really I've also taken a look just, um, this year alone, it's like, I have, um, just again, me with three very part-time people, we have touched 80 different clients this year, Wow, you know, for that too. So, and again, that's not all recurring. We have everything mm-hmm. from the single dog walk visit for a friend of mine who doesn't normally need me to the, you know, the recurring yeah. ones that too. So, okay. um, yeah. So, so when you reached out to me, you mentioned that you had been reading the recovery, how to recover from pet business burnout book. Mm-hmm. And you said something about, and I'd love to again, hear it in your own words rather than the typed words, because they mm-hmm. get so much from hearing it in your own voice. Um, but you had mentioned that you really resonated with certain parts of that book. And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about what parts you felt like you resonated with, because that'll help me kind of help you in this session as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, it's interesting. The two chapters I was just reading yesterday, again, before seeing your message, and they're mm-hmm. back to back with each other. The first one is taking the busy out of your business. Yep. Um, that 
really is one for me again with that you know OCD mm-hmm. things where you're like invoicing are done for the is done for the week why do I have to look at it again mm-hmm. <laughs> hasn't changed <laughs> stop yeah. you know from that too and um then also the you know the part with the active imagination where it's mm-hmm. just trying to and I think that very much for me goes together because it's like the busy has to stop so that I can actually listen to deep down inside, like, you know, what it is that I really need. And maybe it'll change and it won't be painting after all. You know, that's what, you know, I'm hearing right now because that brought me so mm-hmm. much peace and joy during a very stressful time and helped me feel like I was being productive when I couldn't be my normal productive. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm also thinking that that might help me to resolve, like I still have this conflict with, again, having the business that I want to have versus what I, you know, I should have, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's always like drive more and more and more like, you know, the more you're bringing in, especially it's like more clients, more people working for you, more money, you know, that that's, that's good. That's better. But is that really better? But like, I still have this part of me that has a very hard time letting that go and going, okay, well, and, and I have been the last couple of months too. I just want to add to that too. Mm-hmm. I went back and I took a look after three years, paired back my geographical area because I had mm-hmm. to throw the net wide initially. And now you're like, yep. yeah, I only got two clients out there. I'm not going out there anymore because yeah. it's a hassle when they do call me. Exactly. Um, I also, <laughs> this is kind of funny, goes mm-hmm. back to the corporate thing too. I built a client desirability matrix. Ah. <laughs> So that is crazy. <laughs> I ranked my clients zero to three on how easy your animals are and how much I like to work with them. Yeah. How easy you are and how uh-huh. much I like to work with you. Uh-huh. And then location. And, yeah. you know, also part of that is like maybe not so far, but like in the city. And I wow. get there and I can't find a parking place and uh-huh, <laughs> you exactly. know, that type of thing. Then there was also like a plus minus like bonus points or negative points uh-huh. for, you know, that type of thing. And it was interesting because it wasn't then just looking at um, which clients are your top income producers, but it's like, how do you feel about it when they call you up? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, are you like, yay? Or are you like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and and then it also went back to also, also too, a thing I had to write this down and post it on the computer was I own the business. The business does not own me. That's I can right. just say, you know what? I'm not, because originally I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that area in, anymore. I should grandfather in those couple of people. I'm like, you know what? No, yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. but it, it was hard. And it continues to be hard to fight that and peel the layers of the onion off. So now I think I'm in that, like, you know, that more middle section. Now it's getting uh-huh. to be the harder stuff. Yeah. And it's and perfect I'm fighting for, with it. it's perfect for the active imagination work. So, you know, what I'm hearing is, you know, you mentioned OCD and maybe you mentioned that kind of lightly, you know, some people actually have a diagnosis of OCD. Yeah, I don't. It's like, I kind of got that from you. It's, it's (laughs) just, you're kind of making fun of it, but yet there's a reality and the backlash of that is this drive, this inner drive that is keeping you busy all the time. And I would imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, that when you do rest, maybe there's some guilt, 
maybe your head is racing. Like, did I forget something? You know, so I, I think we can play around with that a little bit in the active yeah. imagination. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, there is guilt with that. Also the things that I enjoy doing a lot of times, it's like you feel that they are not worthy to do because it's like, you got to wait because these other things are more important. And again, mm-hmm. like really, where is that value? And is that correct to assign that value that's to right. some of these other things over the others. And then also it's like the same thing. The brain is racing, not so much things. I'm like, I'm already thinking about like what's going on two days from now. It's not here yet. Everything's yeah. fine. It's prepped. Why do I have to be there? Why can't I be in the moment? <laughs> yeah. So let's explore that a little bit. So I want to just remind you about active imagination before we dive into it. So And I've worked with a number of people around this and each session is completely different because really what we're doing is we're talking to the soul, like, you know, and your soul is going to be very different from somebody else's. It's a blessing, right? You're different Mm -hmm. from somebody else. And so I just, I know you've read about it, but I want to remind you about it. So when we go there, you'll remember this. Okay. So the first step is really. I'm going to have you get just relaxed and close your eyes. And I'm closing my eyes too with you. And I want you just to feel yourself in the chair and let it support you. You know, this is an opportunity for you to actually feel supported. By me, I'm here with you, the chair, your office, you're just, you're supported right now, you're held. I want you to take a couple deep inhales and exhales. And with the inhale, I want you just to pull in your inherent knowing, you know, there's this inner wisdom that you, you have, and I want you to pull it in to you. And then with the exhale, I want you just to release anything that doesn't serve you anxiety, a feeling of unrest, disease, whatever, just let it go. And inhale and pull in that inherent knowing and that that inner peace that is your birthright. And release. So oftentimes when we're really busy, we're afraid to actually get still and quiet because we actually, we don't want to feel what's there. We're running, running, running. But this is here for you always, you know, your ability to just come back to you, even for a few minutes, like we're doing now. And so 
I invite you to do, Susan, is you mentioned, I heard the word compulsion. It's like a compulsion to be busy. Maybe that's what you want to call in. I want you to call in the challenge that you're experiencing right now. Whether it's the inability to rest, still let go of that drive. What would you like to call in in this moment and have a conversation with? Yeah, I, th- I think it's that need to just be doing all the time as okay. opposed to being. Yeah, the constant busyness. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So what I want you to do is, and before I say what I'm going to have you do, I want to remind you that whatever shows up first is the right thing. Okay, so that inherent wisdom that you have is going to reveal something. I don't know what it is, and it may feel silly or weird or, you know, and it may feel like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, but whatever (laughs) shows up is right and trust it. Okay. And Uh then, in addition to that, I'm going to invite you to have a dialogue with whatever shows up and whatever it says, trust that. Okay. Let it guide you rather than you guiding it because it, it's going to have something to share with you that could set you free in some way. All right. Okay. Okay. So again, just getting really quiet Internally, taking a deep, deep breath. And I want you to call in the constant busyness. Have it appear before you. Let me know when you see it. experience it. It's a wren. Like you know, a those bird? Are, yes. Those oh, little tiny birds that I like hop around. Good. and Yeah. Okay. Great. What color is it? Brown and white speckled little brown, brown and white stripes on its face. Okay. Great. A lot so, of hopping around and doesn't stand still. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a bird and it's hopping around. It's a little wren. And it's also noisy. <laughs> and can you describe the sound that it's making? Uh, it's, it's chattering. Uh-huh. It's like a little chatter, chatter noise for that too. Like, you know, um, they also yell a little bit more once in a while. I think sometimes um, yeah. I, they, Say it sounds like it's saying tea kettle, tea kettle, although sometimes it's like cheeseburger, cheeseburger. So, but (laughs) that and like, you know, scold and chatter. Uh So, you know, so. Yeah. But this one, so there's one and it's hopping around. 
brown and white speckled. It's noisy. So just, just be with that for a minute and just observe this busy run. It's still hopping around and shattering. Yep. Okay, great. It's working on stuff, but it's also looking around a lot. It's watching out for uh-huh. it's over vigilant, its shoulder. It yes. sounds like. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but- if you could ask it anything, what would you what would you ask it? And I want to encourage you to just ask it out loud. First thing that comes to mind. What allows you to be comfortable enough to stop and rest? Good. Say it one more time and and let me know what, what happens with that bird when you... Ask that. What allows you to be comfortable enough to stop and rest and be at peace? And it says it has to feel safe. Okay. And that its environment around it is safe and it's, you know, secure, has what it needs for itself and its family. So. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, you always got to watch out. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's always something, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You got to, you know, take care of. You know, take care of, um, you know, your home, your family, mm-hmm. you know, the, the needs, um, and, you know, just, you know, so keep that, keep an eye out, out yeah. for, uh, you know, things that Danger. are, are dangerous. Yeah. 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 So do you have another question for it or does it have anything to tell you anything more about that? Well, I I think it's kind of going on at the same time. It's like, I'm kind of thinking it and being shown at the same time where it's like, well, what kind of environment um, do you need? I mean, there's always something, you know, I'm being told it's like there, there, you always have to work, you know, you know, Uh you you always have to keep moving and keep doing, but you know, it's like, can we build uh-huh. you know, a safe enough space and a safe enough environment where it doesn't have to be quite as constant. Yeah. So why don't you ask the bird? I know you did already, but it may be asking it in a different way. Uh-huh. What do you need to feel safe so that you can relax? Uh-huh. Does that question feel right for uh-huh. you to ask? Okay. Why don't uh-huh. you ask that? Yes. 
What do you need to feel safe so that you can relax? It's interesting. It's like kind of the scenery's changed. Initially, I saw it kind of like we have, and I, I you know, sort of in a, in a you know, uh, an area like under a porch or a deck mm-hmm. and it was like enclosed. So not good views. So now I'm seeing like more an open space mm-hmm. and, you know, the place is sheltered and secured, but again, you can clearly see around that, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, there's not clutter or places for, you know, danger to lurk where you have mm-hmm. to be on the alert all the time for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, an, a, an abundance and ease of, you know, what you need to, uh, you know, to do your work, to, mm-hmm. you know, take care of yourself and your family where it's not, you know, mm-hmm. you know, difficult or again, dangerous to go get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing is uncluttered, an abundance of space. And yet, shelter Uh feeling of protection sounds like Uh can you describe the the shelter that this wren has you know i see a tree there's a nest but it's also like you know like the birdhouse type thing Uh for that too yeah, um, you know, so it's <laughs> it's been provided, Ren. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> trying trying to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's interesting because with our soul, and this is an image of part of your soul here. Really, it's we can't force. It's like trying to force a wild animal, mm-hmm. like a wren, mm-hmm. to like here's your home. Go in it. That doesn't mm-hmm. work for, for wild animals. It doesn't work for our mm-hmm. soul either. We have to like, almost like with kid gloves and lots of space, let those inner guides show us rather than us trying to force them, you know, and it's counterintuitive because especially as business owners, we think we can control this. We can create our reality and we can, but sometimes the reality that we're creating isn't actually the one we want. Like our soul is wanting something different than what we think we want. And that's what I'm hearing with you too, which is you think you should do something, have an empire. And yet that's not really what when you really get down to it and you examine what you want, it's very different. Mm -hmm. Not better or worse, just different. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so. The Ren says the empire takes a lot of watching for danger. (laughs) It does. The Ren is very wise. (laughs) It's true. That's part of the clutter too. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like the wren really doesn't like clutter. Yeah. Yeah. 
So describe the house for the Wren a little bit more. I'd love to hear a little bit about what that looks like, the Wren house. Well, a lot of what they like as opposed to like a little square wooden house, a lot of times it's a like that people make them out of cords. Oh, and the uh-huh. hollowed out ones from that too, and a little perch. Yeah. And then it can be, um, you know, the interior can be decorated to the wren's uh-huh. liking. <laughs> so is that what this is? A gourd? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, again, wow. also a little bit more of a natural element, round, smooth edges, as opposed to being stuck in a box. You know, which is also a lot like the cubicle. <laughs> exactly. And it's so interesting because I was with my friend today and we were talking about, we passed a round house and I was telling her, I knew, I knew the owner. Um, he's no longer alive, but I knew him before he died. And he built this round house because he felt like he, his brain worked better in a round house than the sharp edges. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I were talking about what would it be like if, if everybody had a round house? <laughs> you would need round furniture because it, <laughs> square furniture has no corners to sit in yeah, and around. Exactly. <laughs> but it feels softer, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it and does. more inviting in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so is this Ren aware of that gourd house? uh is now okay great so what tell me what's happening when the when the wren becomes aware of the round house well the wren is suspicious because yeah it's change even even though the old stuff was stressful change Uh is stressful too so you know yeah interested it's inviting. So again, the Ren is also curious and uh-huh. is, you know, willing to check things out, but again, be, you know, suspicious and cautious. Suspicious. Yeah. So, yeah. So just observe the Ren observing the house, the gourd house. Is it coming closer or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Checking it out, Uh sitting on the perch, Uh looking at it, pecking at it. Uh Uh-huh. Making sure it's okay. Right. Kind of putting an eye up against the hole. Not quite sure about going, you know, in is a little much, but. Yeah, yeah. No, so. Yeah. But at least it's on it. And is it up above? And a branch? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For that too. But, you know, again, out far enough where Mm -hmm. you're safe from anything coming up on the trunk, but also close enough where it's not out in the end in the elements. Okay, great. And I'm telling the wren, this is for you if you would like it. Nice. If you don't like it, that's okay too. Nice. Just offering an opportunity to 
try something that's a little more open and uh, peaceful. Yeah. But still safe. Uh huh. Okay, so while the wren is checking out the gourd house, I want to I want to bring it back to you and you like what what is your gourd house? <laughs> or what could be your gourd house? What is that? Like first thing that comes to mind. My home that I'm currently in with, you know, my, my husband and my two dogs is perfect. It's a perfectly lovely gourd house. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> spending some more time in it, uh-huh. um, you know, would, you know, and spending more time with them, um, Aww. would make, would make a huge difference. Um, you know, also then, I'm just saying it's it, it, it there's there's always clutter, but it's like it's uh-huh. not bad, not bad by uh-huh. any standards. Again, any any pet sitter knows like I've had clients say like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to clean. You're like, don't worry, I can't yeah. even tell you some places I've seen. I, so exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I come home and I tell my husband, I'm like, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. It's there's yeah, always so. somebody worse, right? Yeah. So again, that's their, that's their space and what they have to deal with. No judgment, but, you know, so, but yeah, I mean, from again, us talking about like the Wren, you know, doesn't want clutter because it's distracting and, you know, Mm -hmm. scary for that too. It's not terrible. It can be always be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, You know, just, just having more time to be here with them. Uh And enjoy, enjoy Mm -hmm. being inside in the home. And the outside space around it too. That's also part of it. You Uh know, with the rent too, is just that the environment around it is secure, you know, where you have to go. Yeah. You know, your outside space directly around it um, Mm -hmm. and all that. And that's that's fine as well. So I think it's just, you know, taking away those, those threats. Right. Um, And so what are the threats for you? Um. Again, not giving myself that space to have mm-hmm. that, you know, peace to, you know, even mm-hmm. when, uh, well, first of all, having too much on the schedule, you know, where you're doing, yeah. you know, seven days a week. I had not had, I'm, I'm sure others can, I've mm-hmm. seen posts on this too. The last full day I ha- off I had was February 8th. And that's because oh. it's, there was a snowstorm and nobody needed dog walks. So. Yeah, it forced you. <laughs> Yeah, we, have, we are taking a vacation next week, though. Good. So that's, you know, a big step on that as well. Yeah. Not going very far, but it will be like at zero sits for nine days. None. So yeah. for that. And, um, you know, so it, it, it's just, um, you know, to have that peace and clutter to enjoy, like you said, like the, the, the cord and the yard and get what uh-huh. you need with not looking over your shoulder all the time and not doing that. But it's like, uh yeah, just gotta t- tell the wren. Sometimes it's like you can stop, just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, well, you know, being I've been pretty good about office hours. I think the wren's like, yeah, you gotta get better about that. Yeah. <laughs> so this wren is an inner teacher for you. 
-hmm. it's both a reflection of the busyness and the compulsion, right. To stay busy and hop around and, but it's also from what you said, it sounds like it's calming down, you know, when it's on the perch of the gourd, it's open to the possibility of being relaxed. Yes. Yeah. So when you were in that compulsive place, I want to invite you to have a conversation with this Ren. I mean, we're just at the very tip of the iceberg here. There's a lot more we could do, but we don't have time right now. But this is like page one of a book, Mm -hmm. right? That is an opportunity for you to begin to create a different relationship with yourself, with your work, with your life. Right. And I just want to mention too, so I'm going to talk to the Ren about this. This was actually a conversation I had with my sister the other week. Uh Um, And again, it's, you know, it's a family thing too, with some of this compulsiveness to be doing all the time too. It's just, and we brought into, um, have to have a conversation with the Ren about how much of this is also like ego, like being needed. Yes. And that you're in demand and like people can give you more and you can do it, like but at what yeah. price? Yes. Um and you know, then also um for that too, where it's like this, you know, it, it, it then that's how your worth's been measured, you yes. know, you and and you listen to those labels that everybody's like, oh my gosh, I can oh that was the corporate thing. I can give anything to Susan and I don't have to worry about it. I don't even have to ask mm-hmm. it's taken care of. But in the meantime, I'm dying. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Everybody else is getting to live their life and do their job in an easeful right. way. And, and you're, and you're yeah. taught not to complain and just, you know, do mm-hmm. it. And you know, and again, that's how you're, you know, you're valued. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in that corporate setting. And also like you hear that from your clients too, you know, I can Mm -hmm. always depend on you, but it's like, you have to start to say no. So I need to to help me learn the the no song. (laughs) That's right. I love that. The no song. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there is something about ancestral uh, busyness <laughs> mm-hmm. and a compulsion to be busy that can be passed down, you know, in the lineage <laughs> mm-hmm. and it can stop with you. Mm-hmm. And I love your self-awareness around realizing that your worth is not dependent upon how busy you are or how much you take on. But at first, that's going to feel really weird, you know, because I think, like you said, the ego is really used to getting validation through being busy or being successful or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're getting kudos for it. Yes. Either from yourself or others. And are you worthy just for being you. Right. Just for sitting in your little gourd house, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just yes. sitting there, 
doing nothing. And it's going to bring up some tension, some anxiety. You know, it's like working a muscle mm-hmm. at the gym. You know, when, when we go from doing, doing, doing to not doing, it's going to feel really weird. But that really weird feeling is letting you know you're on track because you're changing something internally. Mm-hmm. And you can't get there. You can't get from you know, A to Z without some discomfort. Mm -hmm. This is a lifelong pattern for you. And it's also been passed down. (laughs) So it's it's not just you, Susan, it's actually, you know, you're letting go of, you've got a backpack filled with compulsive doing (laughs) that Mm -hmm. a lot of it isn't yours, but you've been carrying it and feeling like it is you, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up here, you know, one of the, one of the things that I would recommend you do, this is very powerful when you're doing the active imagination is to actually have or get a symbol to rem- like that's in real life to remind mm-hmm. you of what, what just happened here. And so what I would encourage you to do is to get a gourd birdhouse. Uh You could get one on Etsy. Yeah, I can get one locally too, I think. Yep. You could make one, you know, in terms of your creativity, that could be very cool. (laughs) There you go. Another, another thing to add to my list of things to do. (laughs) Well, but I mean, this could be something. Like really taking this, if you decide to take this on, to take it on with, I'm slowing down mm-hmm. as I create this dream image, right? This soul image that is my safe place. Mm-hmm. And again, if it doesn't feel right for you to make one, no need, <laughs> you know, you can, you can get one. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think some kind of symbolic gesture that's based in reality is going to help you. It's going to create a bridge mm-hmm. from where you are now to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I was working with a woman who was feeling a similar compulsion to be busy all the time. And when I did the act of imagination with her, she saw a very young girl that was her crying in the corner. And it was like, she'd been so busy that that part of her that's very fragile and young, you know, she basically was like running away from it. Mm -hmm. And in the active imagination process, the little girl had a little, it was like a, she described it as like a little butterfly, um, very tiny little jewelry box. And, you know, it made the little girl very happy. Uh 
and she ended up getting one. Oh, you know, it wasn't exactly like she saw it, right? But it was similar, and it mm-hmm. made her very happy. And it was like a bridge to connect her to remember this, you know, little girl that's her that she was discarding, mm-hmm. you know, by being so busy all the time. And so I think for you, the gourd is powerful. You know, it's also very symbolic of harvest, like, mm-hmm. you know, reaping the benefits of hard work, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just hard work, hard work, hard work, and there's no reward. It's like the gourd is symbolic of you've done a lot of hard work. Now it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, page one. Yeah. Beginning, beginning of the book of opening this up and exploring it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you decide to do this again, you know, you may or may not see the wren again. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes the images transform to something else. Sometimes they're the same, but a little different. And so just if you decide to do this on your own, and I would encourage you to explore that mm-hmm. because you've opened the door, right? It'll be a lot easier, I think, for you to be able to access this on your own mm-hmm. um, to really be open to whatever shows up. Like you would, if you were opening your front door to a visitor, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to say, oh, you shouldn't be wearing that. You know, right. <laughs> you're just, you're open. You're welcoming. Where's your Wren costume? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe the Wren will show up, you know, right, right, right. but the thing too, about this active imagination work is that it's, I found it to be very profound in my own life and in, you know, my work with my coaching clients in that it works at very deep levels. Mm-hmm. Like it may seem like, oh, there was a wren and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that wren has now become a guide for you. Right. Right. I also want to point out too, it's interesting because when I was, you know, trying this on my own um, mm-hmm. for this as well. It's also a good exercise in this particular instance because you do have to make your brain stop chattering like a wren in order to do that. So it also kind of goes along with it, you know, um, again, the meditation, you know, mm-hmm. thing for that too. And, and I know some people, you know, as you mentioned in the book, this stuff can be edgy if yeah. um, this is not something that you're familiar with both of these things too. So don't, mm-hmm. don't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily think of it that way um, too. So again, just stopping long enough to like have some peace. Um, and, and the thing too is, is like, even, even without the imagery aspects of it, there's also times that I know with myself um, actually the journaling helped with that too, where you just kind of getting into this space and writing and thinking about it too. It's like deep down inside, you usually do know the correct answer for That's everything right. that you need or how to resolve a particular situation. You just have to stop the chatter mm-hmm. long Get enough still. to let 
that come out or again, quit denying it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, We're often, you know, so, our own roadblock. Yes. To yeah, the truth. So I think yeah. so I, I like this exercise from that perspective where even um, when I've tried this and I've not necessarily gotten an image um, mm-hmm. that it's still been something like, for example, when I was saying where I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to service this zip code anymore. That's too far. Well, I guess I still have to do those five clients because they're already my clients. And then, mm-hmm. you know, just getting into that space. I'm like, no, you don't. That's right. <laughs> No, yeah. you don't. You know, you like them all, and but you know what? It's too much. That's so right. let's politely before they put in another request, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, and you have to take it anyway. Yeah, you know, help them find some other resources to find someone who can help them. You know, in their area, and you know, and that's that worked out well. And again, like you said, I didn't get images at the time, mm-hmm. but when I made myself stand still, I stopped going, Oh my gosh. And then I have this client, yeah. client you know, from that. It's like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just stop because the messages and the answers will come, yeah. but the yeah. stopping can be the most challenging thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but yeah, but I do think I need to go a little bit deeper now. Like I said, I got some of the rough, easy layers on the outside of the onion off, but now mm-hmm. we're getting into the core stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, with some of this has to stay or you don't have that seed to grow things from again. So now I have to be a little more careful. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really proud of you, Susan. I mean, I like your self-awareness, your willingness to go deep and, you know, you really have a desire to change Mm -hmm. and to make your business and your life, what you want rather than what you see around you, what you think you should have. Right. What society tells you. I mean, the society is so driven in, you know, you've got to build bigger and more and more. And, you know, it's the whole thing. And that that leads to a lot of unhappiness, you know, because we can get swept up in that. It becomes like a tidal wave, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really, and the, the, key, the first key is really getting still and quiet because then we can get in touch with what we want rather than what's all around us saying, you should do this. You should do this. So I do need to go because I have another Mm -hmm. client, but it was absolutely wonderful working with you today, Susan. Thank you. And I appreciate this opportunity to do this session with you. I found it, you know, very helpful and you know, I hope it's helpful for others as well. So I think it will be. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you I so wish much. You a beautiful day. You too. Bye, darling. Have a great night. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days Online Course gives you 
you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got something from that session with Susan. And I want to thank Susan for allowing me to record her session for the podcast. She did it to get help for herself, of course, but also to help you, listeners. And I'm really grateful to her service. If you are interested in receiving a coaching session with me in exchange for it being recorded for the podcast, email my assistant at admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. You can write a few sentences about your situation, and if I think it'll be a good fit for the podcast, I will reach out to you. And you can also find that email link on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. That's the number 93. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 93. You will also find a link to the book that Susan read about active imagination in, which is called How to Recover from Pet Business Burnout. I wish you a beautiful day. I look forward to working with some of you on the podcast as well as private coaching. I'm available and I've got a wait list, but I'll fit you in just as soon as I can. And I look forward to the next session, which will also be a coaching session. Have a wonderful day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.